Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this special episode of Go Home Bible, You're Drunk. You know, we're, you know, if you're tuning in for this episode, you know that we're the podcast that gets drunk, makes fun of the Bible and our evangelical upbringing. But this week, Tori and I decided, you know, just for the holidays, maybe you're driving to family. Maybe you're trying to escape from your family. You know, maybe you're just hanging out um, on your own or just doing a Friendsgiving, whatever. Or maybe you have a great family and you love them and you just, you know, you need to tune into something a little less heavy, a little less newsworthy. <laughs> just We're just going to shoot the shit. And so what we did is we uh, asked some of our patrons to come up with some topics. Some of them are, you know, ones that could get kind of poignant and interesting. Other ones could just be random bullshit. We don't know. So we're going to randomly pick a couple and we'll go from there. And this is just kind of a, just a fun thing for us to do. Fun way to say thank you, especially to all of our patrons. If you'd like to be a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash go home Bible. But, uh, and, then, and then next time we do something like this, you can submit questions and maybe it'll get picked. Because I'm a nerd, I put these all in an Excel spreadsheet numbered. And now we're going to roll a D20, uh, to 20 sided dice. And that's going to be what determines the thing. So Tori, do you have anything you want to say about this? Uh, about this specifically, I yeah. I had a I had a real quick little anecdote that you may or may not have seen. So Megan Bashram, who we talk shit about on here all the time, oh she's such she, a delight. Yeah, she and I had like a cute little back and forth. Like she was a little bit stressed about her Thanksgiving dinner, and I was like, "You're kind of a machine. Like this is gonna be you. You got this." And it was like it was kind of nice. So I oh wish her a happy holiday i'm not really here for wishing people a happy thanksgiving i was like i hope you and your people are safe <laughs> yeah because i'm like that's as far as i'm gonna take this because i'm like i don't fuck with colonizer holiday bullshit narratives and also she's having like 20 literally 20 people to her home so i was like just you know whatever and it was it was interesting it was kind of like a humanizing moment i was like i know i give you shit for basically everything you say but if anybody's got this it's you <laughs> Well, I think that's important too. Like, like, yes, some people's ideas I will fiercely critique. Oh, for sure. Mock even. But I think everyone understands that like people are coming over and I'm not ready. That right. feeling. <laughs> and that, uh-huh. that, that could be a humanizing feeling that brings us all together. Uh, and we hope that this episode also is that. So that's, such, that's so great. Thanks. So I'm going to roll the D20 and we're just going to see what happens. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, here we go. This one's going to start off actually right in the fields. So what are some pieces of advice uh, that you would tell 
yourself at different ages. It doesn't have to be. I don't think it has to be. They yeah, they specified in the Discord that it doesn't have to be necessarily religious, but mm-hmm. just looking back on our storied long lives, <laughs> what are some things that maybe you would say like to maybe seven year old self, maybe sixteen year old self, twenty five year old self? You know, just shooting the shit. Oh, if we were just like having a conversation with yeah. our like previous selves. Oh. Yeah. This is like, that's, that's really, I don't know. I mean, I think that definitely like my kid self, I would be, I try to be like really encouraging. Like one thing that I I never felt like I had anyone in my corner, like when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And so like just having somebody who like listened to me and validate like my lived experience would have been so huge. So I think definitely when I was younger, like having someone listen more than having someone like give advice probably would have probably would have been big i think that it probably would have taken me to like my early 20s for someone to like give me feedback and for me to be able to critically sort of assess like oh okay i mean i really i sincerely wish somebody had been around when, like when i left church the first time and was like hey you can do this mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know because like i i quit quit going to church mostly quit going to church when I was like 23, probably for a couple, a year, two years, something like that. I really wish somebody had been like, you don't have, you don't have to go back. But I really sincerely didn't feel like I knew how to be a person without Christianity. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I like, or like go, go, go to therapy with someone who's not a Christian. That would have been a good one. Yeah. <laughs> go to a non-christian therapist uh-huh yeah what about you yeah i think i don't know if i think of like seven-year-old justin i think for me i i wish someone would be like would have told me maybe not in so many words but like that you're fucking rad like because mm-hmm. I, I mean i had people that loved me certainly and i had people and i don't think i had people that were like your interests are stupid but there was very much this like you're weird we love that you're mm. weird but you're weird Mm-hmm. That was like the felt feeling throughout my whole like family and upbringing. And, it's, and I don't, I'm not even blaming my parents or anything, but it's just like, I wish someone would have just been like, what you like is interesting and cool because you're interesting and cool. But I, try, I try to do that for my kids. Um, I think teenage Justin, I would be like, just kiss that girl. Like, mm, yeah, that's a good one. Like just, I think that's my like one piece of advice if I could go back to a specific date and specific time and just be like, just kiss that girl. Like, don't <laughs> like pure, you don't need to worry about your purity. Like you're fine. So yeah, I'm like, I'm even like remembering the evening. <laughs> like, I'm like, I need to keep my purity intact. Yeah. It, w- it wasn't even so much that I think it was just <laughs> no, like fear. Like what's going to happen? Like, oh, like almost just I, like, is, you know, is it, was it like slippery slope? Yeah, fear? slippery like, slope okay, and yeah. and fear of rejection too. Like all the normal oh, teenage yeah. stuff, but also yeah. like all of the like religious teenage stuff on top of it. And just to cut Ooh, through that, yes. like just kiss that girl. Just just do it. Yeah. So that'd be my advice there. I think, yeah, I think I don't know, similar advice to you. Cause I there was a season I left ministry for a little bit. Uh the tent making, as they call it. Oh, you mean like like Paul? The, yeah, like is that Paul. the reference to Paul being a yeah. tent maker or whatever. Okay, cool. cool That's cool. what ministers say when they're out of work. Oh, like, oh, my this is my season. Of, my season of tent making. I was gonna be like, wow, that actually sounds really. I love. I love camping. You should if tell I me about really that. You was just, a tent maker. Yeah, fucking around. Okay. 
<laughs> I mean, that is a part of Paul, actually, that no, it's not discussed about enough. The fact that he was like a tradesperson. Yeah. <laughs> that made tents. Like a worker. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think probably similar to you, like you don't have to go back because I think like mm-hmm. what you just said earlier about there's not even knowing how to be outside of that system yeah. was yeah, that was huge for me. So I guess, yeah, that's what we'd say to our to ourselves. So cool. We did it. Um, let's go. Let's go to the next one here. Let's roll another D20. Let's try to get through these if we can. Yeah. Um, OK. Oh, <laughs> So this one, someone uh, just wrote arts and crafts, I think, as a as a joke to our previous podcast, <laughs> we talked about arts and crafts. <laughs> so maybe what is your favorite art and craft that you do with your kids or? Oh, I God, I, I fucking like I fucking love arts and crafts. Yes, I'm, I don't know why. I just let's do, just gush like, about arts and crafts. then. I like I am happiest when there is like paint and glue and glitter like all over my house, which is really weird i know but i'm just like throw like i literally i i don't really use pinterest a lot but i will absolutely still go back and like find like little crafts that like to make with with the boys we made one of the things i loved was we made these like coffee filter flowers with like watercolors so you like cut the coffee filter into this like flower shape and then you just kind of like you're not like painting it you're just kind of like doing splashes essentially of mm-hmm. paint colors and then we oh, put nice. them on like pipe cleaners and so that's like what they gave to their bonus mom for for mother's day this year and i was just i i have i have way more fun doing arts and crafts than my kids do i have like buckets of stuff like i don't have a craft room because i'm not i'm not like a you know middle class white lady in the 90s not that i would be opposed to a craft room at all but you know when we get like it's aspirational exactly but like my kid had to do little diorama box of like a, some sort of ecosystem. And we, this was like a very like last minute thing. And it was like, Oh, this is perfect. We have like fish beads ready to go that we can just string on to these little pipe cleaners. And we have all of these little like um, sensory or not sensory. That's not what I'm thinking of. Like fidget rings. Yeah. We can like use as little starfish cause they're sparkly. <laughs> it was, awesome. it was just like, it was great. I, one of the things, this is, this is the last thing I was like, what are the things that like, so I have a little checklist because ADHD and it just really helps me if I don't have to put any effort into remembering the thing that I need to do. Like I just have to remember to check the sheet <laughs> and I can just scan through it. But I really like, I really, I put, I put like either like some, I put art, art is a thing that I try to do every day. Just mm-hmm. usually it's just like coloring or like fucking around on the keyboard for a little bit. Um, but like, colored pencils and like a color book stuff like that you know to help me like relax at the end of the day is really nice so yeah those are i don't know this is like inspiring me i'm gonna find like a really awesome like winter holidays something for my kids to do for this coming weekend i'm excited yeah (laughs) i i feel similar and it could just be an adhd thing but yeah i do enjoy i don't i will say this i don't love slime that yeah, slime isn't great. there is a tactile thing about it that just like bothers me and my my both my daughters are and my son too are super into slime like i want to say super into slime i mean like they have a youtube channel about slime like mm-hmm. she like yes. makes slime and how to fix slime she wants like she want my she's like my niche i want it to be repairing slime that has like you know gotten too crusty or whatever like how do we make it good slime again like so she's like 
into the slime and like oh, chemistry and stuff. So it's like um, it's yeah. one of those things that's like any other art and craft. I would be like so about. <laughs> uh, so, nice. but she loves it, and I, I, I'll just say like I. I find it strange, oddly therapeutic. And part of my problem, I don't know if, again, if it's ADHD or what, but it's really hard for me to get over that initial, like, sit down and do it for me, at mm, least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've got to get this stuff out. And, you know, and it's like my brain does that, like, audit of, like, um, it's like the cost benefit when you yeah. have no dopamine. Yes, That's what your brain benefit, is yes. doing. Yeah, yeah. the cost benefit. <laughs> the time it's going to take me to get it out, the stress it's going to take to do it, the time it's going to take me to clean it up versus the fun I'm going to have doing it. Like, <laughs> it, And so like, it's hard for me to get over that. But it, when I, I it, it's always rewarding when I do kind of push through. But yeah, it's like, the, oh, I don't have any dopamine here. I had to I had to make a hack for that. So I completely understand. Yeah. My kids have gotten into Dungeons and Dragons um, nice. through no fault of mine, I will say. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Uh, and so they like love to paint miniatures. And so that's become oh, like a little God. thing we do together. Oh, uh, I love that. Which I was never a miniature painter. Like that's just that's too nerdy. But now I am. And so it's yeah, it's strangely therapeutic. I enjoy it. So thanks uh, for that, that question. So, OK, let's do another one. I already did that one. Okay. Oh, here we go. So what are some, this one maybe might take a little while to think about, but what are some movies that hit different after deconstruction? Oh, the matrix. (laughs) That was the first one I thought of too. Like, whoa. Okay. Star Trek. Like, I know it's not technically a movie. Like there's lots of movies, but like, but like the ethical framework in Star Trek Yes. Wildly different outside of church. Yes. Wildly different. Like to the point where it brings me to tears to think about what a wonderful society that would be. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Right. Just like, man, this is, yeah, aspirational, as we said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The Matrix is a big one for me because that was, I feel like that would became a recruitment tool in youth groups. In the late nineties, early two thousands, yeah. uh-huh. well, the like idea that like we're the Christians and we're the ones not in the Matrix, you know? Oh God, we're the ones that are woke sure, up, buddy. you know, <laughs> which has a lot of disturbing implications for like your friends being all possessed by agents, anyway, whatever. But like you know, got into it, and but like now it's like no, <laughs> it was the opposite. <laughs> like, yeah, the yeah. church is a system of control. So yeah, that one definitely hits differently for sure after deconstruction. Any other ones? I mean, movies, movie slash slash book situation, like Lord of the Rings and like the critique of power. I've talked about this on here already. I don't feel like I need to go over it again, but that is like wildly different. Like something it didn't it didn't occur to me Mm -hmm. at the time. And now I'm just like, you guys, he's literally explicitly saying like power, like power is bad and accumulating power is bad and like the more power a single entity accumulates the worse it is for everybody and we're all just like yeah but elon musk doesn't like it yeah he should he should hate it like it's not that he shouldn't like it like he should hate that shit because it is a very clear critique of like his entire existence in my opinion which is accumulating power and also like accumulating power like if we want to just go into like the the other rings given, you know, accumulating yes. power so that you can disseminate that same power to other people in a way that uh-huh. only you control. Only you like, control. Yeah. Like that's yeah. yeah. Like, 
and again, as a Christian, that just goes over your head because like mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus is Aragorn and he comes to fix it all. Uh, Jesus is Aragorn. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a beard, Vigo could be oh, Jesus. Oh, I, uh, I hate, I hate this so much. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, and I would actually say that it's different. Like, like the whole line, the witch in the wardrobe, like, which was big for me as a, like a teenager, mm, maybe in Christendom. Mm-hmm. Now it's like falls flat. Like just, I don't get it. Like, like it makes no sense to me. And now. you know, the funny thing is I never trashed that movie or the books to my kids. Like I never said anything about it, you know, cause I mean, as children's literature, it's not terrible, I guess. I, mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, but, I don't, I don't trash stuff. But like I, either, so. I tried to show them the movie like this was years ago and both of them were like we, they, we did, didn't even watch like a quarter of it before they were like yeah whatever. that's not for me that's so interesting yeah yeah narnia is like really falls flat when you leave like mm-hmm. that whole i think that the that whole i'm like what were you even what were you even trying to do with this like mm-hmm you know maybe benefit of the doubt like c.s lewis was being so obscure that and like esoteric that none of us got what he was actually trying to say well i mean like, he he was a universalist generally like or right. i should say a christian universalist christian in the sense universalist. that it's, you know, yeah. everyone is saved because of jesus you know which right. is not terrible really but most evangelicals don't get that and that doesn't really come oh. until the later books no that's absolutely true like like the great divorce it's like what what like I did not, I didn't understand. Like somebody had to explain it to me because I was like, I don't know what what is happening. This is weird and boring. And like, why is the grass hard? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. So I, I mean, kind of everything in a way. Okay, let's go ahead and let's roll another one. Okay, this one was kind of funny. This was just talking about instances of. Let me read it. For, um. Why does every random occurrence of the number 666 seem to freak people out? Like, I guess just talk, how was 666 handled in your home growing mm-hmm. up? Mm-hmm. No, I, my kids and I were talking about this yesterday because my seven-year-old was like freaking out about the number 13. And I'm like, numbers aren't magic. Like, they, they're the opposite of magic, actually. They have yeah. no power over <laughs> you. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's not necessarily true. Like, if we're talking about, like, the laws of physics, then actually numbers do have power over you. And you're not going to be able to do much about that. But math, um, math is a clever metaphor to get at what's happening, though. It's not like it's not like math is what's happening. Right, right. That's true. It's a way for our brains to understand and measure. And, yeah, it's a framework to I, view the world. I, I did get into a not really an argument. It was more of just like, I was approaching it a different way. Like, like why we do math the way we do it. And like, why, like, like zero is exists a, a made up concept. Like, right. Yeah. Like, no, it's not like, like, do you realize the Roman empire was built without the number zero? <laughs> like they just didn't, it's not even that they didn't know it existed. They were like, this is the most ridiculous concept. We just refused to acknowledge its existence. And they did fine. <laughs> I'd say Rome did pretty good. They didn't like, do too bad. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, I mean, a lot more of math is like a helpful metaphor than I think some people would like to think it's it true. is. I'm sure some mathematician will drag me, and that's fine. I mean, if we have mathematicians listening to the show, I'm really, I'm really proud of us. I'm ha- yeah, um, I'm happy with that. Uh, yeah, six six six. Definitely funny. had a pastor like critique that. He was like, oh, if I if I got a phone number that had six 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 in it, I would 
I'd take it back. You know, he didn't say take it back because he couldn't go back to the store. In those days, you weren't going to like, I don't know, the like AT&T store to like get your home line changed or whatever. But it's like, I got a license plate with 666 on it. Like, I wouldn't keep it. Like, that's the devil's number. And I'm like, in retrospect, I'm like, you guys are literally no better than any of the like witches or Satanists or pagans that you are terrified of. It's all the same. Yeah. Christianity is state-sponsored witchcraft. Like that's exactly. <laughs> I, that is the official position of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like it's, you know, it, it's the magic that we allow, right? And 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 it's a lot of magical thinking. And again, I don't think that's bad. I think human brains are super clever and finding ways to survive this vast expanse that is the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think there's other ways to go about it. I I don't know that. I mean, we weren't necessarily scared of six sixes, but 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 it was always like. You know, there's there's going to come a day when they're going to put a chip in you and it's going to be the 666 chip and they're Mm going to go after you or, you know, I mean, like the idea of the Antichrist being a super intelligence, like an artificial intelligence that kind of was floating around in the 90s when I was growing up, like that there's a computer Mm. whose serial number is 666 and it's going to. Oh, I was told it was the Internet or the Internet itself. Yeah. Because I was told in Hebrew, the letter W, because there's a letter W in Hebrew, you guys is six yeah which make, i mean make it make sense and the letter yeah, is a number yeah. cool yeah <laughs> well and like biblical numerology like oh my gosh. as or i shouldn't say biblical numerology i should just say like greco-roman numerology and i'm rusty on this this again this is a question that we rolled folks so <laughs> right? but like from what i remember like 666 was like a clever numerological way to say nero Right, um, and you did have to have to buy and sell things. You did have to have proper documentation at certain points in the Roman Empire. So with, with Nero's face on your on your monies, pretty you much, mean? yeah. You mean like so, putting putting the faces of leaders on your money might be the mark of the beast? <laughs> maybe, could be. <laughs> no way. So it, so it's like the whole six 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 thing already happened. Is there's a, right, there's right. A, it is. A, it's I am, but to be honest, like I'm still terrified of the fact that like at some point in our lifetimes we're gonna like use chips to just like you know that's what's, that's what your thing is gonna be yeah and i'm it, like i don't i don't know that i'm ever gonna go i mean i don't know i guess i'm still part of there's still that's that's the only thing about hell that i'm afraid of like hell doesn't exist but i can't get the mark of the beast <laughs> yeah like <laughs> Or it's it's funny to think about technologies that we that I actually think are interesting are like the idea that there would be a chip sewn into your hand that you could buy and pay for like or open your car door with open your home with Mm -hmm. like I'm like that's Mm -hmm. honestly that especially for someone that loses keys all the time and shit like (laughs) that sounds great but then I think oh but now I have to apply capitalism to it so it's like Chase Bank is going to be the one that puts a chip in my hand like. I, and mm, and like that. the po- a, a police state, like a permanent like surveillance mm-hmm. of everything that you're doing. Yeah, the, like the, Chase. Can, I know these are can, all these are all entities that have never done anything wrong, and we have no reason to question the goodness of their intentions. Mm-hmm. That they could shoot a camera at my house and locate every single chip and where it's at. Like, mm. yeah. That. Well. If you got nothing to hide. Yeah. Like, do you want to eat or not? It's not that big of a deal if you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. And if you want to eat. So, uh, yeah. So right. I, I guess I still freak out at the number 666, but for different reasons. 
Totally. I was, I, I was, I know I've said this, but I was absolutely thrilled when I found out that like the number 666 in like between like Latin and Greek, it was like 666 or 616 and 616 mm-hmm. is my birthday. And I just, I was like, oh, I'm just, I was born on the double birthday. This makes me really happy. My blood type is B negative. I was like, I was just born to be like this. <laughs> I could like a tattoo, like a serial number, B negative uh-huh. 616. <laughs> Like a, don't tell anyone that that's my password for everything <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right let's do let's do another one let's roll another okay oh this, this one's totally random maybe the hardest one to answer honestly but uh someone is in our discord is uh works in aviation and they were wondering what is your favorite and least favorite airport to travel in mm. Okay. This is, that's a really good question. I, I mean, think I everyone has I'm... a least favorite. I don't know that I have a favorite though. I mean, my favorite is Portland because Portland airport is great. It's almost like relaxing to be there. Like the vibe is just very like chill. I think that that's part of why they did the like bright green carpet is because green makes people feel more relaxed for mm-hmm. some reason. <laughs> Which like was why of... the Matrix was shot in a green hue, by the way, actually. Really? I did mm-hmm. not know. Because yeah, it just makes you that is awesome. wild. That yeah. is wild. Yeah, no. Um, Portland Airport is great. It's like really clean, and it is like it. It almost makes sense. Like the layout almost makes sense. But yeah, they have like this like bright green, vibrant carpet and like tons of like light, and everything is just like white and open and bright. And it's like it's not. And it's more of like a library vibe, just with people with a bunch of shit and oh. the cops. But yeah, least favorite. I want to. Ch- I want to shit on Salt Lake City because it's small, but it's small, so that makes it so easy. Yeah. You know, don't love Nashville's airport. I know that. Uh, that was that was weird. What's your le- What's your least favorite? I'm I would say. I mean, I, low hanging fruit is O'Hare. Like fair. Yeah. And yeah. it's not even so much, it's just because it is just a sprawling mass of chaos. And also, like, there's been, I've spent the night in that airport before oh. because there was just, mm-hmm. like, shitty storms and, like, just yeah. laying out cots. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of war zone. So it's just, like, it's a lot of memories. I mean, there's been good memories at O'Hare, too. But it's, like, it's just, like, yeah, that's that one. If that makes sense. That I can avoid yeah. going through there. It's just going to be a good day. Denver airport is objectively the wildest shit I have ever seen in my life. You know, I, I almost want to say that's my favorite just because it's okay. like, why? Like, why? Like, it's it's more of like the ADHD sensory, like, experience that is this uh-huh. tent that in the middle of nowhere. It's it's <laughs> With just the it's giant wild. Lucifer statue. <laughs> like, Why? Oh man, yeah, that was it. Was like I feel like I felt like there was an entire village at like every single gate. Like yes. it was just 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 the number of people. It felt like an open air market in like Mexico City. Yes. Like that's really the vibe that I got. And I was like, I was fascinated. It was also like, oh yeah, you you know, you're only going down like whatever, only going down like twenty, thirty, whatever gates to your to your transfer, and it's just like. There, there's, I'm pretty sure there's like a hundred million people in this airport right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. Wild I, experience. 
Uh, you know, the Minneapolis airport ha- has good food that my experience with Minneapolis airport generally has been like the food wasn't so bad. Like there were mm-hmm. food choices that I was like, mm, I can accept this food choice, you know, because like some places, I don't know, just depends on the time you're there. It's like, mm, it's going to be a McDonald's or a protein bar. There's a lot of airports there like that. So I don't know that I have a favorite per se. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's not bad. I've, I mean, I've okay. always had a pleasant experience in the Charlotte airport. Atlanta's Atlanta. That's Atlanta's not, Atlanta, right? Great. <laughs> you know. You know, I, I think everyone has to fly through Atlanta at some point. Yeah. Uh, Miami oh. airport has I have fun, like retro vibes, at least uh-huh. when I was flying in and out of it a lot, because it was, I think it was built in like the sixties or something. And it just kind of kept that kept that yeah. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. You know, well, now I'm like, now that I've had some time to like process, I actually think LAX is my least favorite airport. Yeah, I've been to personally. I've actually only been there once and it was it was not a good it was it was disappointing for the size that LA is. It was like this airport should be better. It's just like yeah, right. Exactly. Like if 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 the Matrix created its own airport, it would be LAX. I think (laughs) just like this is like bog standard stock airport. Oh, right, right. No, that's literally what it is. It's like if they bought an airport at ikea and assembled it it would be lax <laughs> like that is that's that's the vibe there yeah. is it's just like and it but it was you know it was like in the 80s mm-hmm. it's like somebody bought some some shit thing from ikea in the 80s yeah, no enjoyable distinguishing no, there's features. nothing enjoyable it's like people there's a there's definitely been too many people come up and like shaking stuff and so like all the screws are loose and it's just <laughs> yes. yeah i mean i don't I, I really I think it's really on the West Coast. It's very, um, I think, cliche to shit on L.A. Like that's just kind of people's whole brand for some reason. And I don't I don't love that. Like I L.A. is a lot, but I mostly enjoy it. But L.A.X. is just like you could be so much better and you're mm-hmm. not like you're not yeah. even trying. It's the thing you put up with to get to L.A. Totally. They're like, well, you don't have a fucking choice. L.A. is the Democrat of airports. It's like. <laughs> You want to go somewhere or not? The Joe Biden of airports. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The Joe Biden of airports. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, let's take a quick capitalism break and then we'll roll some more dice. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. All right. Thanks, y'all, for putting up with our capitalism, especially during the holiday season where people are advertising as hard as they possibly can. I've noticed all of my podcasts, the ads are extremely aggressive right now. So anyway, if you want to listen to the podcast without the ads, you can do that. If you want to do that, it's just patreon.com slash go home Bible. Literally any tier you can get episodes without ads. Um, You also get access to our little Discord, which is where we collected a lot of these um, questions that we're answering today. I'm honestly having a lot of fun, so maybe we have to do this again. Anyway. Absolutely. For sure. We're also doing a patron hangout in Washington, D.C. Slash all of the people who are now listening in Pennsylvania, 
you should make the drive. Yeah, Pennsylvania. We're not sure what that's about, but thanks. You know, like (laughs) not in the top five or even top 10 of our most listened to places. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, all of Pennsylvania is tuning in. Yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, Shout out to Pennsylvania. Okay. Let's uh, let's go ahead and roll another dice. Okay. All right. Uh, We already did that one. Let's do uh, weird Christian holiday traditions you experienced. Weird Christian holiday. I mean, making a huge sign for Halloween that says we don't celebrate Halloween and tying it up in front of our door so that people couldn't knock on the door. (laughs) Celebrate your devil's night. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was great. Or like having to hide in the basement and like turn all the lights off so that people would think that nobody was home, which was really funny because we were always home and everyone in the neighborhood knew that. Yeah. That was, that was great. So the Halloween ones are always, are always good. Trying to think we didn't do, thankfully we didn't do much Bible during like on actual holidays. Like we'd go to church, but there wasn't also like family devotions that we had to like kind of sit through, wade through. Yeah. Pretending to be Jewish and doing Passover is real fucked up. <laughs> real fucked up. So there's that. It was like somehow we got to do it because like my mom thinks that maybe she had a Jewish ancestor at some point and my dad went to Israel one time when he was in the army. <laughs> like, what? Not valid reasons no. to um, appropriate a culture. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not valid. Uh What about you? I think the weirdest thing that my family still does is so like Christmas morning, you know, or whatever, whenever we celebrate Christmas morning, we would always go down. There'd be presents around us and everything. And it's like, this is like a good time, fun, fun family moment, like get breakfast. And then, and then we would always stop to read the Christmas story out of Luke out loud, verse by verse. We'd like read a couple of verses and pass it around. And we still do it. Um, that's so, okay. That's really weird. <laughs> And it's it's more of those things that's just like 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 the, we got to put our like we got to put the Jesus stamp on what we're about the consumerism we're about to just like mm-hmm. unload on this place like I, yeah. I mean I, I love spending Christmas with my family but it's always just like this awkward speed bump that's like <laughs> why are we doing this don't forget um, about Jesus Jesus they, is the reason that poor children in Bangladesh are making your clothing yeah like and they always hand the bible to me first because all of the like weird words are at the beginning like Caesar oh, Augustus and right. Aquinas, yes. you know Canarius like all that stuff is like at the beginning so like yeah. give that to Justin he got a master's degree to he knows to how to say words. those words <laughs> so yeah i love my family but it's just it's always this tradition it's like why, why do we do like i don't but anyway whatever yeah i think that's and i when we would set up the nativity scene i was always the one that set it up as a kid mm-hmm. and then i'm such a freaking nerd like i would i would put the wise men on the other side of the room like it was like my, it was like my mom it would bother my mom because like they're supposed to be in the nativity justin's like no they weren't there they are journeying right now so i would put them on the other side of the room and it kind of became this fun like you would migrate them. I would just like put them around different places in the house. Just that's to, like, really kind of, funny. Would annoy my mom, so she'd put them back. Anyway, it's just kind of. A- <laughs> <laughs> it's just like reverse self on the shelf situation. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. I keep rolling one. Skyly bum. This is a terrible oh, dice. I'm gonna boy. Put this in dice jail. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll just I'll just pick it. Well, I'll roll one more time. Let's see. 
There we go. What's one thing you actually enjoy about the holidays? Like something that you're like, I actually enjoy this. This is fun. Like like the holiday season? Holiday season. Let's just say from Halloween to New Year's. What's something you enjoy about the holidays? Mm, decorating. Decorating the house. I legit enjoy that. Also making food. I love to cook. And so having an excuse to cook like 18 things in you know, my kitchen just be like sheer chaos for a month straight. I love that. And like when I was a kid, we used to make all kinds of like one of I was actually I just realized it's like one of my few like positive memories from my childhood was like for like a beginning of December, we'd make like a bunch of Christmas candies and cookies like everybody did. And we'd like give them to like all of our neighbors and whatever. So and like being homeschooled, we could like take those days off of school if we wanted to participate with like helping oh, nice. make stuff. So there was some motivation there, too. But like, yeah, my mom, my mom, when when my mom would cook, she was like, she was really good. Like she kind of knew her stuff. So yeah, I definitely enjoy I definitely enjoy making food. I enjoy putting up the Christmas tree. Honestly, I feel like maybe I'm too old to enjoy that part, but I do. I enjoy staying up late watching horror movies while I wrap presents because that's, that's I kind of don't watch horror movies just because like my kids could come down at any moment but like when I'm wrapping presents like they know that I'm wrapping presents so they know that they have to like give me a heads up if they're gonna be coming out of their bedrooms yeah. you know so that's when I'm that's when I watch all my horrifically painfully cheesy <laughs> zombie movies and that's great whatever else I'm like yeah 30 days of night is my go-to Every single Christmas. It's your Christmas <laughs> movie. Fucking weird. I mean, it, I, is it a Christmas movie? Maybe. I mean, it kind of like it does go over Christmas, but because everybody's like bleeding out in the snow, nobody's really celebrating. <laughs> it actually just dawned on me this year that Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Like mm. the original Gremlins. Like, like not even there like the way Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Like, right. like Gremlins <laughs> is expressly a Christmas movie. So. Yeah, I, I think what I look forward to, I, most of the things you said, like there's the like holiday foods, there's, you know, a lot of, I, I mean, generally I like winter. Like I actually mm-hmm. genuinely like winter. I was thinking about the other day, it was like 20 some degrees out. I had oh, to boy. finish up doing leaves and stuff in our yard. Oh my God. And cause it just, it like here in Ohio, it was like pretty seasonable for the fall. And then suddenly it was like, oh, it's winter now. Yeah. And I yeah. still got leaves uh-huh. to cut. Uh, but it's like, I don't know, like I enjoy existing outside in the cold because every moment mm-hmm. feels like an act of defiance. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> like, I just I, like, like, uh-huh. Totally. Like, merely being out here and living. It's like a big fuck you. So going. Me. Yeah. Going for, going for runs in the dead yeah, of winter. Yeah. For some reason, I'm just like, oh, this is my superpower. I could yeah. just run forever. <laughs> yeah. It hits different. And... It does. It really does. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm totally here for it. Uh, so, so yeah, that's how, that's how I'm feeling it. So let's see, let's see, maybe do, I think we have time for like maybe one or two more. Okay. Oh, here we go. What is a preferred, this, this one should be obvious. I think for both of us, what is a preferred science fiction universe for you to live in? Like if you're like, I have to pick a science fiction universe could be from a book, TV show, movie that you have to live in. Can I go rogue and say Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, like, if I had to, like, definitely Star Trek, 
because you know i feel like they really kind of got their shit figured out like it's not perfect no stuff still goes wrong every day but yeah no if i were gonna if i were gonna be weird if i'm gonna be real weird about it i would definitely say hitchhiker's guide (laughs) Yeah, that, that one's that one's a good one for sure. I, yeah, I think I don't know. The obvious answer feels like definitely Star Trek. Like I just I don't. All the other ones feel very. Yeah, just there's just the dystopia is too strong. Like, right, right. Like even yeah. even Firefly. Like Firefly. I, that's a mm-hmm. rad universe. I love that. But like you have a choice of being like a dirt farmer or dying out in space or like mm-hmm. living in a police state. Like no thanks. Well, and like they're getting, I think also it's like they're kind of closing in on reality a little too quickly, (laughs) you know? So stuff like like the Lost in Space series on Netflix, it's just like this is, you know, the movie was like, well, the movie that came out in the 90s was corny as fuck. But like this one, it's like, oh, but no, the planet's actually getting really hot. And so we have to do this in order to survive. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, well, okay. Yeah. Or, then. or like the expanse, Ooh. like New York city is basically like they have to build a wall around it. So it doesn't flood itself. <laughs> like they're mm. probably going to, they're probably going to have to do that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, something that occurred to me though, is like once, like once they, once they figure their shit out, interstellar wouldn't suck. Yeah. Once they get the tech. Yeah, that seems like a pretty suck. okay place to live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's flip that on its head. I won't roll for this one, but this is another one. Uh, this one's, I think, maybe harder. Preferred fantasy universe to live in if you had to. Mm. See, this is this is this is interesting because it's like, okay, how much do I want to stand out? Yeah. Like, right? yeah. As a as a white man, I have <laughs> my pick of the litter, really. But I don't know. I have to say, like, right now, I am on a. I don't I don't know why I can't figure this out. I am stuck on Lord of the Rings everything. I'm like incessantly listening to the books. Like as soon as one is over, I start another. Mm-hmm. I I just I don't get it. It's just like what I'm everything I'm doing right now. I went back. I've watched all three of the Hobbit movies in the last 2 months twice. Mm-hmm. Um so <laughs> I don't know. The struggle is real, but like yeah, I think I think as far as fantasy goes, hmm, this is hard. Maybe Narnia wouldn't be the shittiest place to live as a human person. Yeah, a human person with no magical powers that probably wouldn't be terrible. Right. We've come yeah. for a circle, I think, on this one. We have. God damn it. <laughs> C.S. Lewis screwing us over. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, even, like this fantasy universe is like you're like, oh, Game of Thrones is cool, but like mm, not to live in. No, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like. I will watch that through a screen, maybe. Yep. Or even like, put me there. you know, some Dungeons and Dragons world. Like, oh, no, no. I know what happens to people. Like, you're saying you want to go back to medieval Europe. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd say if I had to pick one, you know, Lord of the Rings wouldn't be the worst one to end up in for a few reasons, but. I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's not it's not it's not like my dream life or anything, but I feel like I would go really hard as a hobbit. Oh, yeah. As a fantasy creature, I would love to be a hobbit for sure. Right. Especially if you were born like kind of right in that sweet spot where your entire lifespan (laughs) is just like Uh farming and smoking old Toby. (laughs) Like, 
Right. Like that does not sound like the worst, the worst way to live. Nope. So nope. there's that. I don't know. I always like, honestly, like my VR dream is to be able to just like wander around Minas Tirith. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> so you, you guys know how much of a dork I am. So this is just like on brand, but like, I, want, I wonder, like, I want to explore this town. Like, this is awesome. Could they make it? I bet they oh, could. Oh, absolutely. They well, could. not it's, so much. It's more of a licensing thing, I think, than anything else. It's more of like, could they make it to where I could tour it as a hobbit? Like, I bet that. you could choose like who you were. You could choose yeah. like an avatar. It, that's a feature that I would request. <laughs> but there'd be a way to scale it for hobbit-sized folk. Yeah, yeah. No, this is. I'm sure. I'm sure you could. Like, that would be really, really funny. Yeah. I don't know. I'm well, like. Yeah. One of my favorite D and D characters I ever played was a halfling bard that was just like mm. yeah, a lot about beer and old Toby. And nice, I'm, I'm, nice. I'm about that yeah. life. Yeah, I would also fuck with the elves. Oh, for sure, Middle Earth. So, yeah. They, yeah, they need they they need to be fucked with for sure. I know, right? <laughs> so I think I think we're probably gonna let's do. Mm, Maybe let's just do one more. Uh, yeah. That'll just be kind of fun. What's maybe some of the wildest things that our kids have done? What have you done, child? And then oh we'll wrap boy. it up. Oh boy. Oh boy. This is amazing. I feel like with my kids, it's more, it's more stuff that they say. Like they're kind of, my kids are kind of tame in terms of like tearing the house apart or whatever. They do say some like wild ass shit though. Like yesterday, my 10 year old uh, made a comment about, he's like, I'm so glad that like parents today aren't as strict. And I try to like not influence them when they're like speaking about stuff, unless I feel like it's like a moral issue. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, for sure. He, and he's just like, especially you, like your parents are more strict than average. I was like, yeah, you know, they were. He's like, it's just your standard of life was so much lower. Or <laughs> like your standard of living was so much lower. I'm like, you're not wrong, but why are you telling me this? Yeah, like, oh. Thanks. Yeah. Correct. I appreciate your assessment. Yeah. I appreciate your analysis. My my one of my daughters, we were I was driving them to this place. Um, there's like a magic shop, like like a, oh nice. It's like a druid shop, literally. Yeah. And here in Columbus. And we were driving there and my daughter was like, so you had to like just pick one religion uh, when you were a kid. I was like, yeah, we really just had one option. You know, she's like, that sucks. <laughs> I was like, understatement. <laughs> like, Jeez, that sucks, dad. Gosh. Like, oh, oh, um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. My my other daughter the other day, we were at this. I, I tweeted this out and it went semi viral, but. She's like, we're, it had just kind of turned cold here. And, and we were walking to the bus and she was like, dad, I, I kind of want to say the F word. I'm like, yeah, why is, why do you want to say the F word? What's going on? She's like, because it's fucking cold. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, yep. Yeah, okay. That's good. I think yes. the wildest thing maybe my kids have done was, I mean, I'm sure I'll think of another one once we're off this right? episode. But <laughs> Always. It was like right when the pandemic started like i think it was even back in the like we'll just be home for a month and that'll be it you know that, right that, you totally know, very early on and my middle kid came in and she came into my office and she's like daddy don't you think i'm beautiful and i was like i was like oh of course i do honey 
But about that point, I realized like my brain wasn't quite processing that something was off, but something oh, was yeah. off, uh-huh. you know, it was like, uh-huh. you know, it's like right at the end, it's like, of course you're beautiful, you know? And I noticed that her bangs have been cut, like <laughs> not like to the eyebrow, not to the middle uh-huh. of the forehead, like uh-huh. basically pretty much to the root. Um, <laughs> And like at that moment, I saw her older sister like leap by the door with like the scissors like hidden yeah. kind of on the side, yeah. you know, uh-huh. like trying to be sly. I was like, uh. and it was like this. It was like funny, but it's also like, how do I even approach this from like a a parental disciplinary like way? Because right. I don't want to be like you ruined your sister's hair because it's right, going to totally. devastate her. <laughs> Also, it's going to grow back. So like, yeah, it'll grow back. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it was like pretty much all the pandemic. She had bad bangs, which, you know, that's a metaphor. You know, yes, it is. a it lot is. of people had bad bangs during the pandemic. So, yeah, that's probably the wildest thing I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, man, that's so funny. I, I like I walked into the last night I walked into the bathroom after my after my 10 year old was done, like taking a shower and I was just trying to clean up because it's like all the, all the clothes, all the towels, all the everything just gets left on the floor. So I'm trying to like scoop it up and like clean up this like water disaster. And I'm like looking, I'm like looking in, in the bathtub and I'm, I'm like, Hey buddy, like, uh, what, what soap, what soap have you been using? Like for your body? And he's like, well, I don't really, he's like, I don't really like to wash my body with soap. It was like, oh, we're gonna be one of those families. Oh, okay. Cool. This nice. is great. It's like I it's like I, I have two kinds of soap and I mostly just use them for shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> I go, this might explain why your hair is constantly tangled. Oh I don't know. Nice. Uh yeah, so this is this is this is this is fun. Both so of my This was the I've... beginning of 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 men specifically not washing their legs. <laughs> this was the start. <laughs> I, yeah, I also this week, uh, this last week ordered a bunch of books about puberty uh, for my children. So I'm like, well, we're, he's got a couple of weeks. We can, we can get to this. We can, we can get to this before it becomes a major problem because <laughs> they all are very clearly like wash your body yeah. with soap and Cause, water cause and stank. rinse all of it off <laughs> and use deodorant when you get out. <laughs> It's very explicit. So I'm like, I don't have, I don't have to like shame my kid for this. He can figure he's not dumb. Like he'll figure it out. I'm just like, "Mm, I guess we're really gonna have to prioritize reading these books. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, this is is where we at. And I totally did the same thing when I was his age. I was Mm -hmm. told, I, I, at some point heard my mom say like, oh, soap dries your skin out. And so I was like, oh, I just won't use it. Like who cares? Why would you put that on your body then? Not a thing you should do when you're, you know, 11 years old. (laughs) Yeah. quit using soap yeah that's shampoo and that's it i definitely uh-huh. had a season where i was like i'm gonna wash my hair but that's it right which i'm like why of all it's... the things to wash like your hair isn't gonna smell bad unless you're doing some real weird stuff yeah your it's... hair isn't gonna smell bad for a long time <laughs> the shampoo will tumble down on the rest of me and that'll clean and then it it's all. clean and it's all clean <laughs> that's all i gotta do oh fix it unfortunately many men don't grow out of don't that grow thing. out of that <laughs> <laughs> Tumbles down. Like, yeah, if soap ran over a part of my body, that part of my body is not clean. I'm like, have I you imagine... ever seen a shower curtain, friend? 
soap running over a thing does not make it cleaner. No, I imagine this is how Ronald Reagan came up with trickle down economics. Like, <laughs> just if I just put shampoo on my head, it tumbles down to the rest people of people will like not. Yeah, like this is good. This is good math. I like this. What's good for the head is good for the toes, right? <laughs> right, exactly. That counts. This is how I imagine. Like, you, yeah, all you have to do is give attention to like whoever's at the chat. Yeah, and everybody else will eventually get hit. Yeah, it's not how that works. Nope, it's not. So, well, thank you everybody for just uh, hanging out with us and shooting the shit. And I hope that it's uh, something that gives you the giggles, gives you you know, make at least puts a smile on your face as you're going to and from wherever you're going for the holidays. Um, if you want to catch up with what we're doing, uh, we're on Twitter as long as it exists at Go Home Bible. Mm -hmm. And on Instagram, as long as it exists at Go Home Bible as well. If you would like to um, donate or not donate, would you like to, if you like to if you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash go home bible uh, and share it, or should just share it with a friend. And uh, we hope you enjoy whatever holidays you're celebrating during this season. So thank you. Have a wonderful week and uh, we'll see you next time. Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.